It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Yesterday, of course, was International Overdose Awareness Day. ABC has released an impressive report about a certain drug being used by the Mexican cartels that's killing kids and adults in record numbers. And, of course, that drug is fentanyl. Brad Garrett, ABC News crime and terrorism analyst based in Washington, uh, has done some deep dive on this. And, uh, Brad, thanks for joining us today. And what is it about fentanyl that sort of makes it this perfect illicit drug? Because it's a synthetically made. In other words, you don't have to have, uh, let's use heroin, for example, where you have to grow poppies. And the mm. poppy seeds have to be turned to, to paste and then eventually into heroin. So you have to grow it. You have to process it. Fentanyl is basically synthetic chemicals mixed together. And so all you need are the, the base chemicals, and even somebody that's not a chemist uh, can make it. And so what the, for example, the Sinaloa drug cartel um, have a number of labs in their territory in Mexico, and I'm talking about like maybe one person, two p- person labs. Um, they can crank out several hundred thousand pills a week mm. of fentanyl. Of course, the problem is there's no quality control, and that's why we have such a high death rate uh, in people overdosing on fentanyl because you may have one batch that's you know 30 percent. Potent. You may have another that's a hundred times more potent than maybe an opioid prescribed by a doctor, because obviously there are legitimate uses of opioids if they're made correctly and supervised by a doctor. But in this case, you've got people basically taking eating a pill or having it in something else, and the next thing you know, they're dead. Because what happens is, <clears throat> if it's super powerful. It, it shuts down your respiration. In other words, right. you just die because you can't breathe anymore. Um, and that's why you hear every day law enforcement, and I'm sure Salt Lake City fits this, that they re- revive somebody back with, with Nalcan. Right. They, you know, and and uh, my guess is all or most of your cops carry it yeah. because they come across people that are about to check out. Uh, it, it's uh, we know it's responsible for over at least a hundred thousand overdose uh, deaths a year. Uh, one of the other things that you you pointed out uh, that again is kind of this whole process piece is that obviously fentanyl's cheaper, it's easier, uh, and it's also mm-hmm. easier to to transport uh, and uh, and kind of get past everything in terms of being concealed. So think about it this way: if going back to my heroin example, if you have a a kilo. Of heroin, <clears throat> you've got to figure out that plus multiple kilos to smuggle them in. Mm. You know that's that's weight and size, you have, which is much more difficult to conceal. Whether it's in vehicles, however it might be brought in to the United States, um, with this and all, you basically have a pill that looks like an aspirin, and you know you could probably load an aspirin bottle up, and no one would think twice about what it is. Um, and 
So you know, some of it clearly gets seized, uh, crossing the border and through other means. The DEA, I think, has worked with the officials in Mexico, the military in particular, to take down some of these labs. But the problem is another lab will just pop up down the road. Um, and so I, I don't see an effective way to actually stop the production of it. The chemicals themselves tend to come from China and India. Hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think we've had limited success with either country in getting them to not export the chemicals that make fentanyl. Yeah. Wow. It's such a such a fascinating thing. You, you mentioned in your report that just one pickup truck of fentanyl could meet the annual consumption of the United States, uh, you know, compared to tons of, of heroin or cocaine or things like that that are shipped. So that, that eases in there. Uh, real quickly, Brad, before I let you go, uh, is this one of those, because there is no way, because this is so simple, like you said, uh, shut down one operation, you know, two more guys uh, are, are doing it, you know, within the hour somewhere else. And is this one of those where we're simply going to have to do it not by controlling the behavior and what's coming in, but get to those higher levels in terms of how we're educating young people, old people in terms of opioids? Well, clearly we need to do a better job at education about how deadly this can be. And, you know, obviously with young people, you have to be careful how you do that because they don't take a lot of things seriously. We adults tell them. So there's there's that. However, you know, the the reason the drug cartels make the volume they do and send so much of it to this country is because of demand, because there are people, you know, that are already addicted to opioids uh, and maybe have been cut off by their doctor who want to continue on. Um, there are people that just want to experiment. Uh, and somebody has this pill that said, oh, you should try this. You know, it'll make you feel euphoric. It'll make you feel really good. For a period of time. Yeah. And so for a lot of different reasons, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, issues at home, issues at school, isolation with, from too much social media. I mean, we could talk the rest of the day about why people uh, become drug dependent. Um, but so that's really a thorny issue, obviously. Yeah. And it's very difficult to get your, your your arms around what we can do about that. But but educating people at least will help some. I mean, you know, the mortality rate here, these are just unbelievable numbers. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Great insight as always. Brad Garrett uh, joining us from ABC News, crime and terrorism analyst. Uh, always appreciate your perspective, uh, Brad. And this is one of those crucial conversations, not comfortable, uh, but a crucial one we've got to get to. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Take care, Boyd. All right. Again, that's Brad Garrett from ABC News. And uh, again, fentanyl is just so much easier. Uh, it's easy to produce. It's easy to transport. Uh, and uh, for someone who is addicted, uh, it's not that hard to get. And it leads me to the, the crucial conversation part. You know, we talked about uh, Overdose Awareness Day yesterday, uh, and there are some things that are, are great on the back end, but it's the front end that we've we've got to figure out. And that's a different kind of conversation. Brad alluded to it. Uh, in terms of how we're dealing with social media and isolation, uh, how we're dealing with pain management. Uh, there's a host of things that we need to look at in terms of what we're doing and how we're doing it, especially as it relates to the deadliness of fentanyl and opioids. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, it is time. Soul of the nation. What is it? We're going to listen to you coming up next. Stay with us. Stay with us. 
two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.